0: Well, hey there, this is Noah Heron, and you are listening to another episode of the All Our Ways podcast. I am so thankful for each and every one of you. This has already been uh, such an incredible experience for me, surpassed all of my expectations, and um, I genuinely, genuinely am just so thankful for those of you who've been tuning in and um, moving forward in this journey of submitting all our ways to Jesus, and we do that through conversations, we do that through um, monologues and dialogues, and today I'm really, really excited about the guest that you're going to be introduced to, an incredible friend to me, um, an incredible leader, an incredible person, I'm going to introduce you to him in just a second, but first, let me give a huge shout out to our podcast sponsor for season one. That is the Jesus Loves You Company. On Instagram, you can find them at Jesus Loves You Co. Their stuff is amazing. They make all different types of clothing um, branded with Jesus Loves You and other things uh, on it that are actually conversation starters for um, us as Christians. Uh, the, the clothes are amazing, the message is even better, and um, the people that over there at Jesus Loves You are just the best. So go give them uh, some love. If you end up buying something, use the code All Our Ways at checkout, you'll get a discount. So today we have an extremely special guest, and um, I would love it if you. Listen to this conversation and you're blessed by it in any way. If you could help us out and share this uh, on social media, tag me, tag um, the guest. uh, That would be amazing. This just helps get the word out even more. If you want to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify, that helps us out a ton as well. We just want to serve and be a blessing to as many people as possible. But today, our guest is the legendary Joseph Sojourner. Okay, he has a bunch of different names he goes by. Um, Some people call him Sojo, some people call him Joe, some people call him Joseph. But his name is Joseph Sojourner. I met him about a year, a little over a year ago on a trip to Israel and immediately we became uh, great friends, I would say. And he is somebody who just, he's so good at everything that he does. Um, He's done things like MC Catalyst Conference, He's spoken at some of the largest conferences in the world, a phenomenal preacher and leader. But what our conversation focused on today is something that really shines through every single conversation that you have with Sojo, and that is his creativity. He is one of the most creative people I have ever met. He's got his hands in film. He's got his hands in aesthetics. He's got his hand in design. He's got his hand in Hollywood. This dude has got it going on when it comes to a lot of things, but really, really, really look up to him creatively. He's always thinking a step ahead. He's always thinking about things in a way that, frankly, I just don't, and um, I'm super thankful for his perspective. I'm super thankful for his friendship, and I really think that this conversation can encourage you in more ways than one. So without further ado, my conversation with Joseph Sojourner. Joseph, thank you so much for joining us, man. I'm glad you're here. Glad to be
1: here. Could not be more excited.
0: You're one of my favorite people. Stop it. Stop it. So (laughs) uh, true statement. I'm going to just call you Sojo because I didn't even know that your name was Joseph the first like eight (laughs) days we knew each other um, because everyone called you Sojo. But uh, this is Joseph Sojourner. And if you hear me say sojo you know i'm talking about him um but uh i appreciate man.
1: you saying so most people mess up my last name and say so joiner i don't know how that's so popular so i appreciate you just nailing it saying joseph sojourner because i most i've heard everything so We're and whenever i your... got with my with my mom she always calls me joseph and she he anybody seen joseph and everyone's like who are you talking about man? And then <laughs> she's like oh sojo I'm Like i'm like mom i'm not not joseph out here stop calling me that
0: oh my gosh <laughs> Dude, we're coming in here confidently and accurately. That's what we're about in 2020, bro. So um, just a little, a little background. I met, uh, I met you in Israel about a year ago, a little over a year ago now. And um, man, what a trip, what a time to be alive. Um, one of the things that I learned about you really quickly was that you dabble in a lot of areas like, and, and I say dabble, um, you're really good at a lot of things. Uh, and I would love for you to just kind of, um, share, like, what are you doing right now that, um, excites you? Because I know you're doing a ton of things, but like, what excites you most?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. I've had a lot of time to kind of think in these last couple months and I would say writing. I think writing has always been important to me because I think I get the chance to speak a lot. But I think I enjoy speaking because of the writing process. Uh, oh, there's two things about writing. I get, to, I get to explore something and then write about it. And so and then I present it to people, which I love the pre- presentation piece. Yeah. But honestly, I explore, write a lot and then pass scripts off to a lot of people. That end up presenting it, so I can't even say presentation is like my favorite thing. I really just enjoy exploring something and writing it. So, these last couple months, I feel like it's been ramping up so much exploring, kind of internal. I'm writing my first book, so that is uh, that is a heavy load. I I work on so many short form projects that you know a book is long form. So you know by that like first month, and the end of like the third week, you're like, I hate this idea. Why did I think that this (laughs) idea? (laughs) I'm whacked and washed up. Uh, And then suddenly you're like, oh wait, this is what I need to be writing about in this next chapter. Like I just I just picked the wrong little angle, and so uh, it's pushing me. It is it is making me go deeper, slow down, and like Mm. listen to my heart, listen to God. And it's like, man, it's been by far probably the most fulfilling project I've done. So I said, I don't know if I'll be become an author uh, officially and start turning books out, but I will. say this has been like a pretty incredible process, and so that's what I'm doing right now. Apart from all the things were slowed down, obviously yeah. twenty twenty, so yeah. uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Dude, I get a chance I, to relax a little bit.
0: I think it's so cool because. Um, You know these episodes are being aired a couple weeks after they're recorded Um, and so as listeners are hearing this they're they're not privy to some of the other conversations but in a lot of these conversations it's come back to slowing down Um, no matter Mm -hmm. what sphere our guests are in they they're saying you know I feel like God is really um, calling me to slow down a little bit yeah Uh, what are some of the the benefits that you've seen during this you know we're coming out of this quarantine time this this time of COVID-19, um, a lot of negative stuff has happened, obviously, um, but what are some of the, the positive things that have come out of slowing down for you?
1: So, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit uh, of, a, of a unique horse because I think I really love creativity within the church, very specific yeah. uh, in, in, in that field, uh, and so when dealing with creatives and writing a lot of script writing as well as what is some amusing pieces that can make people laugh, essentially, people right now are yearning for hope. I think creatives are struggling the most right now just because we're, we're yearning for hope too. <laughs> this yeah. is one of the rare moments where everyone in a nation, in a world, is looking for the same thing. And, mm-hmm. so, uh, and so our superpowers, it's harder for us to be able to wield and reach them right now just because if, if we're feeling hopeless, which so many of them every day I'm talking to are just like, I'm trying to write a script of hope, yeah, but I've been crying all day too, and so yeah, uh, and it, so it's made us slow down and say, "Where does our hope come from?" And so my 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 believer or my ones that are believers are having to kind of reignite that fire again and say, "I need to draw." And the ones that I have in my life that are not believers are asking questions they've never even asked me before, and so I'm having conversations I've never had, and I'm having conversations again that I've missed. So it's been cool, and I'm asking and I'm having conversations with myself every day and saying can I go deeper? Could I, could I mind, body, soul continue to chase after God even more? So I love it.
0: Okay. So, you know, I I think a lot of our listeners, um, they probably already know who you are, that they've seen you um, either preaching or on stage at Catalyst or or whatever. Um, But for those who don't know Sojo, this is legit one of the most creative guys Um, You are one of the most creative guys I've ever been around. And I've been thinking about this a lot because, you know, right now there's so many more creators on the Internet than ever before. And Mm -hmm. something that I've been thinking about in the content I produce is how to stand out. And I'm not naturally that creative anyways. And so this is something I have to really work at. And um, I've wanted to have you on uh, as a guest, specifically for all of our creatives out there who might be going through similar things. When you are looking at, um, whether it's a a writing project or a video project or a conference, whatever it is, um, is there part of you that spends time thinking, you know, there's so many people in this fear, how do I, how do I stand out? Or do you kind of start with just the message that you're trying to share through it and then try to figure out how to stand out later? What's your, your kind of process um, for, for that? That's a good question,
1: like? man. That's really good. Cause I feel like when you kind of bounce around to different islands uh, I always say my life is like a map and every x is a different church or it's a different organization or it's a different place that means a lot to me so I've got all these wonderful x's but each yeah. one represents something so different and so uh, uh, a time with passion is going to look very different than time with the church out in California uh, like a, a bayside or something like that uh, or even a school or things like that but I would say as I'm as I'm talking to each one of them, the first question I always ask is uh, tell me the message that you're trying to get out there. And if I don't feel it, cause I'm like, I think it's easy for us, as professionals to say, let me spend 48 hours and kind of ponder on it and convince yeah. ourselves. But if I don't feel it like that, then I'm like, I'm not your right voice. And, uh, if I feel it, though, if you tell me, "Oh, this is what we're trying to say," or "This is our slogan, or our theme," and I and my eyes can twinkle, then I'm locking in on it, and we're going to pull every ounce of goodness out of it we can. And I think connecting people to purpose through uh, creativity is what fires me up. But I would say it's trusting that instinct, trusting that gut, and saying, uh, which comes from doing the homework, and saying, "What fires me up? What are the things that uh, that I want to write about?" And then when I see it right in front of me give it all I have and uh, I try somebody told me something that was really tough to hear about four years ago he was listening to some work I had done and he said I feel like you think about what the room wants to hear and you never really show what you what you wanted to say and uh, you know you're all prideful you're like well I mean I think you got to be considerate (laughs) about your audiences (laughs) and he he let me get this whole speech out and he was like no I get what you're saying but I'm just saying I listened to that whole thing and I don't really feel like I know you like what about this could have only been said with your voice man that one wrecked me and i would say that was probably one of the most pivotal statements that i heard so uh yeah from that point on i said you need to deepen your well, and you need to keep digging until you find your true authentic individual voice and i think that is what i strive to do every single day now
0: man Okay, that so so much goodness there. I, I immediately think you know this episode. I've just I, I've been waiting and, and been excited because um, I I really feel like your path, right? Like you've always been a creative person. You've had creative inclinations. You were called you know to ministry. Um, yep. You've done a lot of different things. You you were pastoring, and you were a youth pastor and student pastor for a while, and then you kind of stepped out of that. And I, I think for a lot of creatives, there's this frustration, a lot of Christian creatives, there's this frustration of Um, maybe not feeling like they are prioritized as, as much as, you know, the person who's preaching or, or the worship leader or whatever. And what I love about Mm -hmm. your story is that you stepped out of church and I would actually argue that you made a greater impact once you stepped out of vocational, um, ministry than you maybe even did when you were in the church. Um, What would you say to someone listening, maybe who's going through those tensions of, you know, they're creative, whatever, whatever that looks like, um, who might be kind of struggling with feeling like they're able to be used in the kingdom of God in the same way that someone, you know, like, like me as a preacher would?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the creativity in the church is still relatively new creative departments in the church are still mm-hmm. relatively new i mean obviously we've had music in uh interpretive dancing if you grew up like me banner ministry all that but we've <laughs> had that for years you were not i would still no I was, I was i was drama though i was drama uh but the thing about drama was we only got like two sundays we had christmas and Easter. i said we tried to tell more stories <laughs> We tell the same <laughs> two stories every.
0: <laughs> we gotta, we yeah, gotta I come up them. with some more holidays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said, can we just tell something? I, we got these stories, we nailed them. These last ten, I, we just gotta. We, we, have, but I mean, um, and so now we're living in this era where uh, digital has arrived and now there's video and there's uh and poetry is more alive than ever because it speaks of truth and comedians are beginning to have ways of getting video out there thanks to social media which enters in graphic art and graphic uh graphic media and so um suddenly the church begins to realize that uh the story begins before what happens on a pulpit before what happens by what a pastor said it actually begins during the week if you're if you're strategic enough and so Uh, For the first time in the church history, creative departments uh, are essential. And suddenly the creative is is being held with value and yet the systems, there's no system to support it yet. So I always tell uh, executive teams in their hearts everyone wants to love their creatives in their yes. systems they can't help but abuse them and so Woo. uh a creative a creative system is drastically different than every other department in your church and how to handle those creatives you have to literally rethink because they require space they require play uh they require collaboration in different ways and they also sometimes require a budget so we talk about all that kind of <laughs> stuff and so uh And so, yeah, a lot of creators are like, I feel beat down. I feel underappreciated. I feel devalued, but it's only because when you talk to those pastors and executive teams, because you have to eventually talk to them in the budgeting departments, their hearts love their creatives. It's just that their systems aren't made yet. And so we're still on the brink of a brand new, how do you make creative department uh, processes and systems and budgets? Mm -hmm. And so I find myself Uh, more in those conversations now Um, I try to temper those so that I don't end up just doing that all the day and not all the time and not getting to create but I'm realizing that uh, we need to have them we need Mm -hmm. advocates that are fighting on our behalf so we know how to be handled
0: I've been listening to a lot of um, different podcasts and and reading some articles about, you know, the church has shifted uh, so much of what we're doing right now, especially as online, digital, and creatives have gone from being a little bit um, underappreciated for sure to being the the ones everybody's calling because we need them so desperately right now. And um, one of the things that I've been thinking about is, you know, when this passes to to someone who's listening and very creative um, you know and they 're trying to catch the attention of somebody that maybe you 've mentioned a pastor or a conference or an event or, or just an employer that they 're trying to to get um, connected with. Yeah. What are some really practical kind of handles that you might be able to give them? Um, to to, to achieve that goal, to be noticed, to be so valuable that even when we do move back into buildings as churches and ministries, that people are still wanting to reach out to them and want them to be a part of what they're doing.
1: I think it's, uh, I think the key is going to always tell people to put it on paper um, Mm -hmm. because I think typically creators are dreamers and so we're ideators and so we we will chase you down. We yeah. get you in the hallway and say, man, I got this idea. And I'm thinking we could do this. Then we, And I always say, uh, it's not taken seriously unless it's on paper. And so if you didn't take the time to type it out and say, hey, I, I, I would love for you to look over this. Now, you can put a quick little 30 second tag vision with it. But when it's on paper, and you put it in my hand, I know you're serious. If you're yeah. just if you're just flowing at the mouth, I'm like, well, this happens to me walking down this hallway. This happens to me by 16 other people. The only ones that usually make it to the meeting where the decisions are actually made are the person I can slide and say, hey, I want you guys to look at this script or hey, I want you guys to look at this idea from so-and-so. I love to bring him in so he can further explain or she can further explain uh, what this is all about and what they see. And so put it on paper is the first thing. And then I would say being strategic enough to to ask somebody to lunch. I think a lot of times, uh people appear to be further away than they actually are but i think if you're courageous enough to say hey can i grab can i buy you lunch or hey can i take you to coffee or hey can i get just five minutes of your time you'll be surprised i think especially if you put something in their inbox and or put something in their hand and say if you love this i'd love to be able to take you out to coffee uh and kind of share what i'm all about and how i think that i'd love to be able to give more of these we're as creatives we're always looking for more inspiration and so uh I think when you're able to put it in someone's hand, it allows us to know like they're not playing. They're actually going to follow yeah. through to get it done, which I think is the natural skepticism that people have of us. of Are they actually going to actually do what they just talked about? Or are yep. they going to just do this all day? And so, uh, yeah, I, I think, and here's the thing. I'll say it all the time. Most people won't do it. They still won't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, literally t- I'll meet them call and I'll them. Say, out. you get anything on paper? And then they'll be like, oh, no, I didn't get a chance to, but I got this awesome idea. And I'm like, okay, but you still haven't put it on paper.
0: So. <laughs> so good. That's so helpful. And, you know, I think with the the type of stuff that we're talking about, the, the creative side of, of just following Jesus, right? Like this is something that is becoming more and more um, valued for what it should be. You know, I, I'm yeah. very limited in who I'm going to reach standing behind a pulpit. Yep. But as a creative, you're opened up to so many different spheres of mm-hmm. people, so many different um, influences that you could have in that's been something I've seen from afar in your life. I'm not going to name drop any of the people that you run with, but you know, it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty cool. Um, -hmm. what you're doing in the Atlanta area. And, um, I admired the way that you use what you're doing creatively to put yourself in circles of not just Christians, but people Mm -hmm. who are making waves in other spheres. And, um, you know, that's that type of ministry really excites me. I think that there's probably a lot of people again, listening who do creative things outside of the church, they're surrounded with people who are not Jesus followers. Um, What has that experience been like for you, you know, doing things uh, for a job, maybe or doing things because you love it and being surrounded not just with other people who believe in Jesus like you do? Um, What's that experience been like for you?
1: I mean, so I was uh, I was a housekeeper at a hospital to 30, just about 30. It was about 29 is when. And so literally, I'm changing bedpans every day and I'm serving at my church. Uh, wow. And it wasn't until then that they allowed me to, to begin to work at the church where I then was a student pastor. And, well, I started as someone who was looking for small group leaders and then within two years became the student pastor. And wow. But I tell people my ministry experience started when I was changing bedpans. I mean, I think that when people say, well, what was it like you know, working at a church? I was like, well, man, this is still a brand new chapter in my 30s. You know, I'm only, I'm only a few years in here as far as, even though I'm in my late 30s now, but I'm like, I'm only a few years in to this chapter. Most of my life I spent more just helping everyday people yeah. who were sick or hurting. And so uh, I think I've always viewed ministry as much wider than within just the walls, more within the wild. And so mm-hmm. for me, I'm actually probably more comfortable uh, out there. But through those years of being a student pastor, you learn there's really not that much of a difference of hospitals and, and churches. There's really not at all, and so then you're like, okay, so people are people no matter where you go. Everyone's just looking to uh, get better, uh, and 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 we're all sick. And then leaving that point, so leaving ministry for me, um, people was like, what was it like leaving? I was like, well, I did. I, I was in it when I was at the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, and never even processed it as leaving. I was like, oh, I guess I'm leaving a building, but I'm not. I'm doing that because. I'm realizing that I'm more gifted in creativity since I went to school for electronic media production and theater. So those are my two degrees. So for me, uh, I didn't really picture God was going to drive me through uh, churches, but I could not have asked for a greater story. I think it taught me the power of the words you use and the purpose uh, of art. And so, um, and that is to help people. And so I think the church has truly exemplified what that looks like at the highest level. Now being able to take those processes into uh, helping projects like what's going down at at Pinewood and helping uh, more Hollywood uh, houses and productions and helping actors and directors say, hey, what would it look like to to say, hey, beyond all the stuff you're working on, that big budget, million dollar stuff, we want to create a place that you can come to and be known. And in an industry where no one really cares about your name, they care about your character. And so, uh, yeah. but we still, we care about your character too, just in a whole different way. And wow. so I think being able to have those kind of conversations with, with actors, uh, with writers and with directors who, who are saying, hey, even despite our massive gift, we're just normal people as well. You realize there's no difference between Hollywood, than the church, to the hospital, to the wow. like person who's riding on a subway uh, in, uh, in New York or, or Eden subway. Down the street, I'm like it's all the same. So I I ain't Subway, but shout out the Subway. <laughs> I'm <laughs> but, a firehouse yeah, I say, guy. I mean, yeah, and for, and for those who this is our first time ever meeting, um, yeah. Nowadays I run a company called Two Cents Creative Thinkers, and we get a chance to partner with a lot of organizations. But personally, I get a chance to travel and pastor as well as uh, develop creative uh, creatives through conferences stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So I, forgot, I didn't even I didn't
1: even say that earlier. So I'm back.
0: No it so I, I think um just what what you're doing is so cool I'm jealous of you, sojo, because i I love that you are you know you're getting to speak into both worlds at a at a really um, high and uh, influential level you know there there are a lot of a lot of people who get to maybe do one of those or maybe get to do a little bit of both, but you're really getting to do. A lot and my my um, biggest question when it comes to how you're you know following Jesus and through this process is what is it as you're doing both of those things like how are you staying in a place where you're full before you're trying to give out you know you've got a lot of schedule demands you've got Um, a lot of time that you're working on projects, a lot of people Mm -hmm. that you're connecting with. How are you staying in a place where you feel healthy spiritually um, and your walk with Jesus as well before you're able to try to pour out?
1: So I would say um, I I, I named the company Two Cents because I feel like it's a a penny for my thought. Um, Mm -hmm. My ideas are only worth a cent, so I can just give you a couple. And I think it allows me to never take myself too seriously i think a creative's uh hardest journey is getting out of ourselves because that's where our inspiration comes from but we can begin to drink our own kool-aid we can begin to be like man i'm super creative i'm killing it out here look at all these people who like my art and uh when in the end we forget that it's only worth a penny and Mm -hmm. as long as i consistently every day um can can push it across and know that that's just a penny's worth but the rest of the dollar is made on the investment you're going to make outside of what you do but who you are it allows me to know no matter how many accolades or trophies you might uh, obtain because of your pennies worth uh, of of work that you're uh, that you're distributing out there uh, the dollar is made on who you are as a person and so I think that it allows me to know This is awesome that you're giving me the opportunity to work with you but i i don't want you to think that i don't want to hang with you at lunchtime and know who you are uh in a real way because who you are means way more to me than what we're going to do together and i think a lot of people just are like oh i just wanted to get a chance to work with you and uh for me i'm like i just wanted to get a chance to know you and and know uh what we can share in and what we can celebrate together hopefully that'll be uh, the power of god so I think Bro,
0: that, that, that challenges me daily. Man, so good. I, I feel like, you know, not to over-spiritualize it as the, as the young adult pastor in the room, but I almost feel <laughs> like, even as you said that, like, I almost feel like that's kind of how we approach even God sometimes, is, is like, mm-hmm. we show up and we're like, man, I'm so excited for this chance to get to work for you, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm so yeah. excited for, for this opportunity to, to be your employee, God. And he's got to be like up there, just, yo, like, I just wanted to get to know you, you know, like, oh, like the, exactly. stuff that, the stuff that you were going to do for me, man, that, you know, that was, that's cool and everything, but like, that wasn't the goal in this. Um, man, it, I, I love that. It's a really, um, it's a really deep thought. And I, I think that that's probably a good, re- a good reason why your, your ministry and your business both have been so blessed because I, I've noticed you don't really do Um, a lot of marketing, you know, I I never see you (laughs) promoting. I mean, I'm serious. Like when we were in Israel, when we were were in Israel, you're, uh, you know, you you didn't promote yourself. I didn't know what you did. I was like, I've seen this dude at Catalyst. Mm -hmm. I know he speaks sometimes, but how is my man paying the bills? Like that's what Mm -hmm. I was asking. And You know, through that week, I'm finding out all these projects you're working on. And, you know, I'm on, I'm on your Instagram at that point. And I'm looking through and there's no like infomercial of your services. You're not posting stuff that people are saying about what you do. It, it, has this stuff just, just happens kind of naturally where people are just coming to you and asking for your, your help?
1: A lot, a lot of it probably, a lot of it has been, uh, yeah, God's favor and saying, I'm a. I'm going to place someone in your path. And, and when you see it, you know, uh, maximize that moment. Um, But I'm entering a season where I would say watching you in Israel, I remember I was thinking he's so good at being able to share his heart in the moment. And and I think that there's something about being that transparent. So my work this year is transparent and and I'm about five months in. I'm doing, "Eh." I'm giving myself a C right now. (laughs) Uh, Just because I'm such a, I ponder. So it's like, it's, it's hard for me to be in the moment like that and I think that there's something special about being able to say right now I feel this right now I'm thinking this and so um, I would say I remember uh, journaling because I, I spent the whole day we hung out or whatever all of us as a group and I remember journaling uh, a little part about watching you and I was like man he's so good at being able to share with the people that consider him a, a friend because I, I don't like calling them followers but people who consider him a friend he's able to share his real in the moment as he's processing mm-hmm. which I think it's easy for us to make sure it's all packaged and perfect and then present it, versus mm. saying I'm just gonna show you the process of, mm. of what it looks like from from moment to moment. And so uh, in the past, it's 100 been favor, but I I think in this season I'm challenged to say, hey, why don't you open up more and show people a bit more of the mess and, and, and like yeah. before I have it together. Not saying that you show the mess, you know, I'm like, but you yeah. show the process. But even with me, yeah. I'm like as a creative you know what it looks like on sometimes we're trying to create it's a mess we don't know we're like what is this idea even good am I am I crazy right now and I'm like why not ask the people who consider you a friend if if you're crazy and so um I am striving to I can't really say from I can't say I'm ever going to be good at promotion but hopefully I'll do better at inviting people into my story so man
0: dude so good okay we're running out of time (laughs) But I do want yeah. to uh, just kind of wrap up with this. So um, you were talking about how you took notes in in your journal, and I appreciate what you just said. That means a lot. Um, you're very creative. I've seen your notes. You like draw like little little <laughs> pictures and stuff. I'm do. not like that. So I took <laughs> notes on the trip on my, on my iPhone, and I was looking over my notes, um, it, kind of my version of, of a journal. And I wrote down a conversation we had on the bus. It was one of um, the last days we were in Israel. And I will never forget what you said. One, because I was shocked. Like, Joseph, you're not old at all. Okay, so don't take what I'm about to say the wrong way. You are not old, you're very young. But bro, I thought we were the same age. Like, you look so young. And uh, one of my best friends, his name's David Virgo. He always says, black don't crack, bro. And you do not crack. crack. You look so young. (laughs) Um, and so we were sitting on the bus and and I was, you know, just trying to get to know you a little bit better. And, um, and I asked you if, if you were married or if you were seeing anybody and you told me that you were single. Um, and you said something, it was right after, you know, we were kind of talking about how the church really puts an emphasis on, on marriage and, um, and you know, sometimes it makes people who are single feel like they just haven't arrived yet, or, or they haven't, you know, gotten to the place that they're supposed to. It's almost like marriage is this, it is idolized in the church, especially. Um, but you said something, I wrote it down. And I don't even know if you remember this, but you said single doesn't make me sick. And mm-hmm. I wrote that down, bro. And like, to this yeah. day, that is so like, I use that all the time, because so many of the people listening to this, so many of the people that um, that I speak to are, are single, you know, they're going through the pressures that the church puts on them to have a relationship, the pressures that social media puts them, uh, to have a relationship. And I just admire you so much for, um, not just that attitude because it's, it's 100% right, but like you are a living example of what it looks like to enjoy every season of your life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. You know, your Beyonce who who sings Hill song could be right around the corner. I don't even know if you want to get married. <laughs> well,
1: come but on, Clay,
0: but, <laughs> but <laughs> what I do know is that you are not looking at this at at being yeah. single as something holding you back. You're looking at it as something that actually is propelling you forward. And I would love to know if that was like a process for you to get to for all of our single listeners, or if that was something that you just, you know, you woke up and you were like, you know, "I'm always been like this," you know, turned up. Like I mean, this, I've but...
1: always been glass half full, but I do think it was a process to get to the fact of singleness is a privilege. Uh, the same yeah. way being married is a privilege as well. But I just yeah. think the privilege of being single is, I mean, look at the time you have. I mean, yeah. to work to work and find depths and, and, and angles in yourself but to also serve and I think that um, I'm able to reach and do what I do because of the privilege of being single and I just think it is wow. it's just an awesome gift that I get a chance to walk with every day to say I can go there at that time of night that I can do this yeah. uh, at this time of day or, or, or travel there at this last minute and I think um, married years are going to be incredible I think I'm going to yeah. love every minute of it uh, it's well worth the trade but I just think the, the privilege you have of being able to be extra thoughtful with all your friends. And I mean, mm-hmm. even my married ones, I have tons of married friends, but I'm like, yeah. I get a chance to put together certain adventures, big and small, that I get to do just because I have the privilege of being single. So I, I really think every day is an adventure and I get a chance to have a unique one because of the privileged position I'm in.
0: I love it. And I know that when this podcast airs, I'm going to be getting all types of messages from uh, people who think that they are that person. And I just want anyone to to know who's thinking about it. And those will be promptly deleted unless, unless I feel the Lord's prompting in it. Okay. Um, Trust you. I trust you. (laughs) <laughs> Bro, so this has been uh, man, such an honor and so uh, encouraging and insightful um, for anyone listening right now who, you know, wants to keep up with you, keep up with what you're doing. You know, you, you kind of teased the book. All right. That was yeah. that was big deal. Um, how can they keep up with you? Where can they find you?
1: Easiest way is going to be josephsojourner.com. Or if you're on Instagram or stuff like that, all the social media, it's I am. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, Joseph Sojourner. We just changed it all. So it's Joseph Sojourner on on platforms and then josephsojourner.com. So you can feel free uh, to check me out there. And you're going to, are you going to be in Atlanta a lot more now?
0: Oh, bro, I'm living here. I'm living here.
1: That's what I thought. Okay, so I wanted to make sure. I didn't know if anything (laughs) had changed. You know, it's kind of crazy with the pandemics. (laughs) I
0: know. I'm here here now. I'm here. You
1: made it. We oh, made man, it, bro.
0: Many adventures to come, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I need you to. I need Congratulations on this, too. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. I need you to cook me one of those meals you've been posting on Instagram. Bro. Oh, I shouldn't have interviewed you deal. about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> next time. Next time. Next time. Well, Joseph, man, thank you so much for taking the time and um, look forward to next time. All right,
1: bro. See you later.